You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We are so thankful that you've joined us today for week three of our series on fear. Before we dive in, I'm saying hey to co-host James Rost. How you doing, man? I am doing well. How's this September? It is good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I love this time of year. It's you know, things are cooling off. Football's going. Florida Alabama game. I was at that this past weekend, Woo! and um, yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's good. So, uh, baseball yes. uh, unfortunately does not exist to me this year. That's right. So your shirt. But sucks. I'm wearing I'm wearing the Braves shirt, and yeah. uh, you're you, you're a Cubs fan. So we're done. We've been done for a while. <laughs> we gave the, up. This year. We thought we thought the Braves were done, and they have rallied, and it's been fun to watch. Uh, at least at the time of recording, they're yeah. doing great. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so hopefully they haven't tanked it. But uh, yeah, so hope we're looking at the playoffs, and uh, if our uh, recent series against the Dodgers is indicate any indication, we won't make it very far in the playoffs. Yeah. But but, uh, hey, it's still fun to cheer for the Braves. And it's I, fun for us as a family because the kids get into it. And it's just – it's good. My kids, baseball, they're like – Well, literally. I think what they yeah. like about it, like our kids, like, is they can do other stuff and uh, watch baseball at the it. same – because it is. There's times where it's just anything. some downtime. Yeah, 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 and then it's like when something cool happens, they, they hear true. the fans, uh, and then they're like, oh, and it's, it's all good. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, but, anyway, I will tell you that, man, I'm ready for COVID to be – Done. Yes. It's, it's, you know, this, it is. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm it ready is. It, it is done. And that's, you know, speaking of COVID and masks, that's what we're talking about today is masks. And, you know, I I heard um, a church leader talk about masks and he was sharing with their church another change that their church was making. And it was really funny because he was they had just announced a policy. Then like two weeks later, uh announced a different policy and he just stood up there with a mask in his hand and he said, our goal is, as church leaders, we decided that before this thing is over, our goal would be to offend everyone with every decision <laughs> yes. we make. Oh, and really, you know, because everyone's funny. got an opinion uh, about things and uh, that makes it a little more complicated. And I think, you know, at least generally here in our church, I'm thankful that people have had a pretty generous attitude towards I know. each other. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. Why are you surprised? <laughs> I just I just really <laughs> thought that we would be given a way, way more of a hard time, you know, yeah. about all this. But, um, you know, I don't know. It hasn't been that bad. Maybe maybe people just think there's no point in trying to convince I, you my, know, I think people think a lot of different things. <laughs> you know, and I think the other day I was wearing a mask here in service and somebody was like, oh, are you feeling a – I was like, well, you know – Honestly, I want to wear this because I think as a leader, I want other people who maybe want to wear a mask feel like they, hey, they see yeah, someone right. in leadership wearing it. Right. Uh, but too, you know, yeah. James, that was <laughs> <laughs> not what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, it's said. just important, you know. And and I honestly, it's not a big oh, deal. DeSantis to me. Jr. Right. over there. <laughs> I think. So, he, am I older than DeSantis? You, I don't know. I think he's in his forties. Oh, okay. I think so he's no, in his forties. I'm not he's, as old as you guys. He's more my age. I'm not as old as you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 
masks cover us up. And today <laughs> we're talking about you had it going in the right direction. That I just got DeSantis. you. But, you know, masks as a kid, you know, we were doing a series on fear and we were based it off of things that people are afraid of and specifically like kids and fears that kids have. We talked about fear of the dark, fear of unknown and now uh, or, uh, strange noises. And today the fear of masks. And I distinctly remember as a child going to a church like my, with my parents going to some one of their Sunday school parties and this guy wearing a werewolf mask. No. Yeah. At a church. Can you imagine? Wow. I mean, <laughs> it makes me think of the old Saturday Night Live. Could it be Satan? I mean, like, had he had a Harry Potter mask right, on or I a mean, SpongeBob mask, it'd be like, no, no get that yeah. off. But a yeah, werewolf. it was like, and I was so scared. I remember being so scared. And then he even took the mask off and showed me who he was. And I knew who it was. I don't remember who it is now, but I remember like I knew who he was. And I was like, get away. Like, mask your scary to kids. Yeah. yeah. I know. Why would you do that to a kid at a Sunday school party? People are weird. People yeah. are weird. But but masks are scary because you don't know what's beneath the mask. You know, horror movies are all based mostly on characters wearing some kind of mask. Start with, you know, uh, Jason and Friday the 13th and the uh, Scream guy, Ghostface and uh, Scream. Yeah. And then, you know, just it continues on because masks hide what's really uh, beneath. And so, ooh, we, ooh that, like that segue. segue. That's right. right. So as we talk about masks, you know, we're afraid of people in masks as adults, uh, but it's not that they're wearing a physical mask. We're talking about the mask that people wear to cover up who they really are. Talking about really hypocrisy. Mm. You know, when we present one way to one group of people or to one person, and then we, in reality, take off the mask, and that's who we really are. So, remember the word hypocrite means literally... Like the, the raw origin of this word is yeah. literally someone who wore a mask, who was presented, who was one way and then take off the mask. They're actually somebody else. Yeah, I know that not everyone listening is a Bible scholar, but I think maybe you can understand that back in the days of Jesus, the entertainment was a little more low grade than it is today. <laughs> well, I think we've got some pretty low grade entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Today. It's but just through technology. I meant quality it's still wise, you know, yeah, so that's true. That's that's true. Speaking of low grade entertainment, Boggy Talk. Um, anyway, Looking for sponsors. Yeah. So basically, you know, if you were playing a different part, you just put a mask on, you know, and you literally be wearing the same clothes, yes. right? And just have a different mask. Yeah, just mask and change your one man, change your in voice. your one man show that you did. And uh, my off Broadway production of my Christy life, Wyatt Justin on video. <laughs> she hasn't shown me yet, but uh, you just keep putting masks yeah, on. Yeah, just you different know? masks. So, so you're playing a part, right? You yep. put a mask on to play a part, and really, that's that's the the word hypocrites. You know, in the Bible is 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 hey, these people who are putting a mask on to play a part, and Jesus is accusing, mm-hmm. um, and others are accusing people of being hypocrites, and I certainly think that that still exists today. And you talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, in in on Sunday mornings with the. The passage about uh, the woman uh, who was bleeding yeah. and uh, Jairus, Jairus, however you want to say his name, Jairus, Jairus. Uh, really about, you know, we are Jesus only saves broken people because right. that's the only kind of people there are. And like how we just like to pretend we're not broken. Yeah. Well, why, 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 why do we pretend we're not broken? Why do we, why do we wear masks, Justin Wyatt? Uh, well, I wear masks for three reasons. One, no, I think the real reason we wear masks is because we're afraid. We're afraid for people. I think there's a fear of rejection that if people saw who we really are, our real struggles, that they wouldn't want to 
be around us or mm-hmm. know us or love us. So there's a fear of rejection. And then there's, uh, so there's that, but there's also pride and that we want to yeah. appear we are better than we are. What, what's so interesting is I really do think that pride um, it's the root of so many things is, is the root of so many things. And I also think that pride, like if we have fear mm-hmm. and pride together and we, I think we kind of like decide what to do with that. And if we aren't careful, our, our fear leads to more pride. Like mm-hmm. we either are honest and open and vulnerable about that fear or uh, we mask it, you know, and oh, look at that. Ooh. We mask that fear. And I think, I think like it's really like I know that we're in this like day of like pop psychology and everything. It's really like every villain is really like. It's tragic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's some truth in that. Like, I mean, tr- that's not denying there's reasons, trauma. There's reasons why we are the way we are. But yeah. like, so so let's use the movie Cruella DeVille or Cruella, whatever oh, it's yeah. called. Yeah, like. I haven't I, seen that yet. I think we referenced that a while ago. But like in, in the movie, really, it like tries to show like why she's bad. But it's like, ultimately, she made this choice mm-hmm. to not deal with those issues, you yeah. know, and 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 to be prideful. And I, and I really... I'm study. I've studied on because we're going through this series. You've, really. you've, you've studied the movie, Cruella. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's my wife. But uh, he is greater than tradition. The series yeah. we're doing coming up uh, next month, um, and really, like that's what happens in hypocrisy is they deceive themselves, so they forget like that they have a mask on. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because of pride, like they so don't want to deal with the truth of where they stand with God, of their issues that they began to um, just wear this mask constantly. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And I think that fear and pride, the more we practice it, because it really is a practice because like you're, you're choosing it. So you're practicing it. It becomes our internal script that this is who we are. And ultimately, uh, and we see this in the New Testament with the Pharisees, this is what uh, ultimately gives way to self-righteousness. Yeah. And, and so we begin to think that these things we're doing – compensate for who we are on the inside, that these right. actions are actually covering up our sin, our brokenness, our need for God. And that's not the case. And you've got some passages, you know, where Jesus well, talks about this. Yeah. So, and, and, and Jesus in Matthew six, you know, says uh, he he's talking in the Sermon on the Mount and he says, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be, may be not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret, and your father who is in secret will reward you. And he's really saying, like, mm. your motivation for your religion can't be to be seen by others. And I think in you know we're in the day of Insta Christians, right? Yeah. Like we have Instagram, and so much of. Christianity, specifically from leaders, is about being seen by others and how we're perceived by others. And I don't know that in Boggy Bayou, you know, we're thinking about it that way, but certainly like in love, like I think a lot of our 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 members, you know, maybe it's Facebook for a lot of them, but like, you know, it's still the same thing. Like we're projecting this godly image and we're not really dealing with who we are. And, you know, I just, I think that, man, we have to examine our hearts um, and probably have to have other believers who are examining our hearts because it's so easy to just, like, you're going to find people who applaud your religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I put religion in quotes uh, if you're listening. Um, 
today. You're going to yeah, find because that. it looks good. And the longer the danger in this, well, one of the dangers in this is that the longer you do this, like the greater the gap come becomes for who you actually are to oh, what you're yeah. projecting. Yeah. And so the the longer you are projecting and wearing a mask, really the, the bigger this gap comes between what's reality in your heart and the image. Yeah. And I think that distance can only grow. There eventually is a breaking point right. where, like if you think about these are these are two objects moving farther and farther apart. This just there's there there becomes a point where nothing can sustain that gap yeah. anymore. And there is a breaking point. I, uh, whether it's internal or external, you know, I think there's a breaking point and that's where you see a lot of people give up. Uh, yeah. They either, uh, that's when we've, we've, we've seen publicly leaders fall uh, because of moral discretion that's uh, indiscretion yeah. that's yeah. been uh, come to light. And really that's, that's a symptom of like not bringing this to the Lord and trying to handle on your own. Or, you know, we've seen it even uh, it publicly with a lot of public uh, high profile Christians and deconstruction where it's like this gap gap has widened and all of a sudden and they're now they're totally walking away from the faith. Yeah. You, we referenced that last week and you make a good point. I think that like, you know, what happens is when, you know, so Driscoll, for example, you know, you build this brand, you build this brand, but there's these issues that you haven't dealt with. And yet the bigger, it just becomes so big that to deal with it would cause a true deconstruction mm -hmm. uh, of a sense. And I think like, you know, for us, like we, it's hard to relate to these Christian celebrities and celebrities, but I do think they give us extreme examples that we can look back on our own lives. And I think, yeah. you know, when a lot of pastors who leave the ministry say they feel so relieved, like part of that is they haven't dealt with heart issues. They've been projecting something that they are as a spiritual personality because maybe they're on Instagram, but they're in front of 100, 200, you know, 500,000 people and projecting an image. And then they've never dealt with it. And finally like, Oh, I don't have to project that image anymore. Yeah, I, but, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. But I think like we've aired in the, in the deconstruction movement. And mm -hmm. for those who don't know that, like it's just all these famous Christians essentially <laughs> Publicly deconstructing. We need we need to go there in just a second. But, yeah. you know, like, okay, now I don't feel I don't feel the pressure to pretend like I'm a Christian anymore. Okay. But you're still not dealing with the issue of your heart before God, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think I've, I mean, I think we could personally feel this, you know, as a pastor, because you're, you know, the, the, what, what Christians are striving to do, like as we are following Jesus, our, our goal is to, you know, follow him in every area of our lives. So the difference really like occupy, like as a person, my, my role as a pastor, or, you know, as a human and my calling as a pastor, uh, as a human species, as a human species, <laughs> robot, as a homo alien robot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, uh, essentially my call, my life is no different than another Christian. It's just, we have different callings as far as occupation and calling as a pastor. You just got those golden pipes. Though, it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, the difference is, is that, my life gets played out on this public sphere as the, because of my role as a pastor. Right. So there is a different pressure. Uh, but I think, you know, the average leader in our church somewhat feels this pressure as well. You know, like I need to have this all together. And mm. when I, so we, you know, alluding back to your teaching a few weeks ago, we do as a church have to make space for people to wrestle with those moments when we're not okay. And I, you know, I think you feel this as a pastor, as a leader, you feel this like, I, I will have things going on in my own heart that I know I'm 
dealing with or I'm trying to deal with. And then Sunday comes and I've got to stand in front of people and, you know, you're leading from And I think that's where leader, the best leaders lead from that place of like that humble brokenness of like, I don't have it all together, but we're going to Jesus because he does. But I think the tension is, is when we feel that pressure. And I think yeah. sometimes so, that pressure is like internal pressure. And I think there is sometimes pressure from the people of the church, like to perform uh, and just dance, uh, monkey dance. <laughs> just do it. Uh, make me feel good. But like to just pretend Actually, that everything's we're okay. Don't dance, don't monkey. Dance, don't, don't move You're too dancing much. too much, monkey. <laughs> your hands in, in the eight o'clock service. <laughs> you know, yeah. like does that make sense? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that pressure you feel, and I think regardless of whether you're a pastor or not, like if you're a Christian, you probably felt this. If you're in any kind of leadership where you're in front of people sharing about the Lord, sharing about God, like as a life group leader, as a small group leader, as a you know, like you feel that pressure of like I, I there is. You know, I'm living this out in front of people. And so I've got to pretend like I'm better than I really am right now. Yeah. Do you feel that pressure? I mean, do you? There's times. Yeah, absolutely. I do. Know, Cause it's not like, I'm <laughs> like, if I were just to get up and be like, guys, I'm just really struggling this Sunday. Like, you know, I think there's a place for that where you can admit, but like you do, like it comes back to me in my own personal life. Like I've got to be seeking Jesus and that is okay to not be okay every moment as long mm-hmm. as I'm seeking him. And that's where you want to lead people. But there is that pressure of like, hey, you've got to be good, be better, like have it appear like it's okay, I think. And maybe you, that's more internal pressure. Do you, do you ever feel like you're wearing a mask? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's, maybe it's, I think people say that's Baptist. I don't think it's Baptist. I think it's just Christianity in the South yeah. <laughs> a lot. Like, right. how are you? I'm blessed. I'm, you know, like some people that's genuine, uh, how are you doing? Fine. Like, okay. How are you really doing? And I think as a, you know, as a leader too, as a pastor, there's times where you're like, you're also thinking through like, is this person okay to share with, <laughs> you know, like, right. cause you can't share openly with everyone because you, you don't know, uh, if this person's actually safe mm-hmm. to share with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some, you, yeah. you know, you can be real with and they're like, Hey, I get it. You know, um, thankful for those people. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think that the reason if I'm not open and honest about how I feel, um, it's not because of self-preservation for the most part. It's because of community preservation. Like like you said, like, yeah, just for whatever reason, I think people like to tear down leaders, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. there's it's always been that case, but. We live in a heightened time where authority is not trusted and people really want to discredit authority, specifically if that authority is the representative that says to them things should change in their life. So I think like I don't want to do anything that would jeopardize that. And probably I go above that, like and to protect my family too. like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to I'm just not going to share very openly about struggles. Christine, I have because there are people who will gossip about that and, Mm -hmm. you know, it will go to the wrong uh, person. So I think, I think that that, I think that you feel that the weight of that, and it is good to, um, have people who you can be honest with, but, you know, we've experienced close personal friends that essentially, you know, have, have for whatever reason, I mean, I, I know why, but, you know, kind of betrayed that trust. And so mm-hmm. it, it it's hard, but I, I think for me, like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, I feel this great freedom that if this is not what the Lord wanted me to do, I just walk away. You know, like, I don't feel there's no, 
Yeah. I, I, when I look at people like Joshua Harris, and you can Google that, like in his deconstruction, I feel like, I, I, and I don't know him, but it, it seems like there was this other motivation keeping him going yeah. that was probably bigger than just love for Christ. And it was this love for applause. Yeah, man. love for self and love for Yeah, I and I just, God in his grace got rid of that in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know, like. I've it's, had to do things like get rid of really not be on social media and stuff like that because I do feel it. You know? Right. Yeah. It is a tension you feel. It's like I was telling a, a long time ago, I remember having this conversation with pastor talking about like in leading worship and he was the, he was the teaching pastor. And I was like, it's crazy. Cause it's like, you're like in the moment and you're like, man, like, uh, this is, God, you're so good. And then like the next second you're like, and we sound great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you're like, Lord, no, no, no. I want my focus on you. And, and I was like, I just feel that pressure. You know, like, I want, you know, and he was like, well, and I was like, I just struggle with that. And he was like, well, here's what you can rest assured is that you're aware of your struggle. And that's the Holy Spirit convicting you. And so God's at work, you know? And I was like, okay, well, that that makes sense. That's helpful. But it is that, like, you have to, like, be aware of, like, Oops, pride. Sorry, <laughs> Turn sorry your my phone off. I need your phones. But you have to be aware of that, that, that pride that seeks validation. I think that is a lot of the root of hypocrisy. Yeah. I think that's the root of, like, I think, honestly, you know, evaluating the Joshua Harris struggle, you know, like his deep, pub, very public deconstruction. And now he is, you know, publicly trying to make money off helping other people he deconstruct, that he, he that you know, and I think that was a the wise deconstruction move. movement. Was but then not you're like, but then you're like also was pulling it down, like a marketing move, you know, I don't know, but yeah. that's the cynic in me. But I yeah. think like ultimately that is rooted in some level of pride. Cause I think even public deconstruction is like, yeah. I'm going to deconstruct publicly. And what we mean by deconstruction in case you don't know is like people who've, claim to be Christians who then are deconstructing their faith and evaluating all the reasons why they don't believe anymore. And it's usually, uh, and I think there are some valid points that people yeah, have, de- they bring up, you know, but a lot of times it's, it's, this is, this is the reason, this is the reason and not deconstruction in itself is not all a bad thing. I know. And I know like some of our older members, like they are so upset about, you know, the wokeness and the, all the stuff. And I'm like, I get where they're going, but, but the, the, the look at how we've done things and deconstructing some of the things that weren't of Christ mm-hmm. and, yeah. or, or are neutral things that don't work anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like those, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just when the deconstruction begins to be something, I, I really, you said it, the, the, the danger is, is somebody who's leading this deconstruction or whatever, looking for validation of man. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if you go into an establishment, it's already established, you don't really have a place. But if you deconstruct, then, oh, now you have the segment of people who like what you're saying in the church. And now you've got validation for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If if deconstruction for deconstruction's sake is the point, then it's wrong. Because if you're just deconstructing to deconstruct. Yeah. But if, you're, if the point is to get rid of things that don't belong so that you can reconstruct in the right and healthy way, great. But I think so much of it is it's like we're just people are searching for this validation, this validation. And, and that's the root of hypocrisy. Right. Isn't the root of hypocrisy like looking for validation? Like I'm going to present one way because I want you to validate this so that I can feel justified for not really being this way. Or, you know, I want you to validate. Uh, I, I'm looking for validation for uh, this. It's just we're just seeking. It's it's. Root of its pride. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> G- Jesus is dealing with, you know, and really the minor prophets are dealing with too. You know, mm-hmm. he says that you you basically, you know, 
your fear of God is the commandments of men in Isaiah. And he's saying, you know, basically you're, you're looking to man for, you know, your approval and your security. And and that's Mm -hmm. really what Jesus is dealing with. And I think, you know, the key is what is the heart of God and are we, are we doing the things of the heart of God? And I think often like, on both sides, like the religious hypocrites and the non-religious hypocrites, you know, it, it's still not like, what is the heart of God? Like, if you're not yeah. loving people, um, then, then you're really missing it. And, 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 and that's, the, Jesus gave us this great examination of, do we love God of saying, is there love for people in my life? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like, if we don't have people speaking into that, then we're probably not really looking for godly people speaking into that. Um, yeah. we're probably not looking for the right motivation. So what I would just say is like, um, you know, we need to lovingly call out hypocrisy mm-hmm. using the scripture yep. because we need to keep our eyes on, on mm-hmm. Jesus. Yes. Paul said, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so our validation comes from God. Yeah. And what's amazing about that is he validated us in the cross. So mm-hmm. like. Our, yeah. our value isn't appraised. It's declared mm-hmm. by Christ. And so Come on. Come on. I just respond to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, hey, here's the truth. And I love you. And yeah, have mercy on those who doubt. You know, Jude yeah. says, have mercy on those who doubt. So if people are like, okay, but I don't know if I believe that. Like, all right, mm-hmm. well, let's walk together. Yep. I don't know why you said it in that high-pitched voice, but, you know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> let's walk together. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that calling out of hypocrisy uh, is all, uh, another point is that it's most effective or often most effective in proximity. So mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna receive that best from people that you're close to, and people are gonna receive it best if they're close to you, not from shouting it across the room. Now there there can be times absolutely where that's necessary, you know, and you know talking about well, but. Ultimately, talking about personal, it's going to happen best when there's someone who knows you uh, mm-hmm. and can speak that truth. Yeah. And so that's why life groups, that's why even not just life groups, but accountability in those life groups is so important. Why our community groups, small groups, whatever your church, if you're listening, uh, has, but people, like it, hap- it happens best in that. And, and then ultimately, it comes back to Jesus. Yeah. You know, what Jesus says, uh, Matthew 11, he says, come to me, if you're, those who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. And I think so much of our mask wearing is because we are not coming to Jesus for rest. We're not resting in his sufficiency. Uh, you know, going back to the moments where you, like, I feel like I have to wear a mask sometimes, like it comes back to my not resting in his sufficiency. He goes on to says, my yoke, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your soul. So really, the root of hypocrisy, the root of mask wearing is this pride that thinks it's up to us and and not rest in who Jesus is. And so we've got to do that. Like that's that's the answer. Take off the mask. You yeah. know, like and, and, and just want to be clear, like we've primarily dealt with how religion is used as a mask, right? Like, so I'm religious now, so I feel good about me, and I don't have to deal with these issues of me. And and understandably, those are more criticized. But, you know, Jesus also criticized people who money was their mask. And I certainly think in our communities, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, this is an affluent community with a lot of young families who are probably have a lot of means and or are living beyond their means. And I think like that's a way that people are wearing a mask. I think, you know, 
having well-rounded children yeah, or like children you know, who are successful is another form of a mask. Like we speak, if, if I, as, as a parent, if my children are successful, it kind of compensates for how I feel as, you know, that's another example of yeah stuff. Yeah. Busying ourselves up, Success, right. You know, yes, like, busyness, you know, with our mm-hmm. family is I think, you know, projecting an image with our marriage. I mean, we've talked about before on here, how I've known people who are going through heartache and then their Instagram it's posts like, is how much they love their husband. It's like, yeah, you literally just told me yesterday <laughs> the opposite, you know, like don't yeah. act like every, why are you doing that? You know, yep. projecting that image. Um, but, but I'll, I'll say that, you know, for me, like I, you know, our church, I love our church. Our church is full of great people, but definitely the hypocrisy that exists in our church and any church I've been never, a part yeah, of Indy, never, uh-huh. can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a believer, you're like, oh man, like, is it really worth it? And so I'd rather go to the church where I can just show up, you know, and leave, or I don't want to go. And like, as a pastor, you're like, there are moments where you're like, this is exhausting, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but I've always thought about it. Like the bigger danger for me, knowing, knowing what the Bible teaches about sin and knowing my heart is for me not to be in biblical community and left Mm -hmm. to my own devices than, (laughs) than to be in a group of dysfunctional people you know, who are figuring out together because, and, and if we really believe the Bible, like we understand, like if you really have the mentality of, I am better than all these other Christians. Yeah, so I dangerous. don't need them. Mm-hmm. Like you, A, don't know what the scripture teaches and B, are in a dangerous, prideful place. Right. Yeah. And humble yourself. <laughs> and, <laughs> you and, know. And, I, yeah. I love the the story of like the two bank robbers, they go in and one wears a mask and one doesn't. And so like the one who doesn't wear a mask, like the cop, the police come and they capture him and they're like, hey, um, you know, you're going to jail. And he's like, well, at least I was honest about what I was doing. I wasn't trying to hide what I was doing. And it was like, so you think that makes you less guilty? Right. Like, because you weren't wearing a mask, you still. And so I think like we live in this day of uh-huh. like, well, I was honest about how terrible I am. And it's like. You're still terrible. Right. Like, you still have to deal with the terribleness. <laughs> right. And, I, you know, we're, I know we're going long, but we're going to wrap it up. But I think that is another point of this is that in our honesty, we don't we don't just stay like yeah. in like, here's how messed up I am, period. Like we then say, OK, now we go to. Right. I think there's so much happening in 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 church culture where it's like, let's be honest and vulnerable, which we should be. And that's where it's stopping. And it's right. not like, yeah, it's yeah. not actually doing what Jesus says, who says, come to me. It's like, we're saying like, I am weary and I am burdened. Good. Me too. I feel you period. And then we're like, but Jesus says, okay, so now come to me. Could you, could you imagine like somebody going to a therapist and then being like, here's all my issues. Yep. You have a lot of issues. Cool beans. See you next week. It's like, <laughs> No, help them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like here's what we, we need, need help. to do. And so that's just where it's cool beans. <laughs> cool beans. Cool beans. <laughs> that was so derogatory. <laughs> cool beans. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you had like the serious moment. I was trying to build on the serious moment. Right? And then you said cool beans. Well, because I clearly had a picture in my head of who I was. <laughs> well, speaking of cool beans, <laughs> join us next week. My though. coffee has gotten cold. <laughs> well, hey, if you are uh, listening and this resonates with you and you want to talk some more, we would love to follow up with you love to talk to you. Uh, reach out, please uh, send us a message. We would uh, be happy just to share a little bit more. And if you've experienced, if you've been hurt by hypocrite, um, our, our encouragement is this, um, you know, 
people, we as, as Christians, we are called to represent Christ, but none of us do that perfectly. And I don't say that to make light or uh, demean any level of hurt, but uh, we want to help uh, you walk through that and deal with that and reconcile that. Uh, so please reach out. And uh, next week we what wrap up. What if they up, are a hypocrite? What, we, we all how do we, are. How do we help them? You know? How do we help? I'm a hypocrite. Hypocrites Anonymous. It's a group <laughs> right. starting next we week. We all are hypocrites. Um <laughs> So from one hypocrite to another, uh, Jesus is better and he's good. Join us next week. We're going to wrap up uh, this uh, four-part series on fear. uh, And we are going to be talking about monsters. So, yeah. So join us for that. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.